Welcome back to the Two Acre Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. And Lisa. And here we are at the end of season three. Can you believe it? Season three is a short season, and that's just because of the time of year that we're in. It is. And we're looking forward to answering a few questions that we've received from you. So let's get started. Welcome back. So what have you been up to lately? Um, what have I been up to? That is a really good question. So I've been working on our website on the backside of things, getting things set up. Um, I've been filming a few new videos that are going to be coming out on YouTube. And, um, Baking cookies. (laughs) Yeah, blame it on the kids, right? Yep. Yep. (laughs) What have you been up to? Um, Working on the last parts of painting, you know, touch-ups, the underside of, what do you call it? The underside of where the fascia is and so on. That's probably the last piece, but just touch-ups and some ceilings and so on. But uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. And And some bar changes, haven't you? Getting ready to start some barn changes because... Some barn changes, yes. Buttercup is about due to kid. But yes, so (laughs) be setting that up so her and her kid can, you know, have some good space there. Um, For those of you that don't know, Buttercup is our goat. Yes. Our dairy goat, and she is very pregnant, so... And I don't know if we mentioned this before, but got the hay set up a little bit better, a little bit more convenient for us and a mm-hmm. feeder for them. So that was, that's been good stuff too. But yeah, just trying to make things a little bit easier as good. we do morning chores because it gets gets pretty cold. I think the coldest morning we had so far is what, 19? Yes. So. Yeah. And we had snow a couple of days ago too. Yep. Yeah. So it's pretty cold. Yep. Well, good. All right. Well, let's get into some of the questions we had here. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe this first one came from email. And I think it's a question we may have had maybe before, but uh, basically it was how to start homesteading in the city with a small yard. No specifics there, but uh, what comes to mind? I think maybe I could just jump in on that one. Okay. Um because it's a wide range, you know, what are you trying to do in your small, you know, yeah, area? Are you going to garden? Are you going to have animals? So maybe I could just, yeah, I guess the first thing vague. that came to mind was, um, you know, animals or animals involved. So first thing that comes to mind from experience is what kind of animals are you talking about? Maybe chickens, for example. I know from experience in a city, you, um, you know, you need to look at local ordinances. So, for example, can you even have chickens on your property, if that's what you're thinking about? If you can, what are the rules? Um, I know something that we ran into when we were on a smaller homestead, 
Um, you had to keep the chickens a certain distance from the other house, not the property line necessarily, but the house, certain number of feet. Um, I know sometimes cities, you know, people don't, well, hens can make noise, but roosters definitely make noise. So I think that's probably mm -hmm. the concern a lot of people have is no roosters type of thing. But basically, what are your ordinances? Check them, you know, fall within them. We don't want to encourage, you know, just <laughs> go out there and be a rebel <laughs> and, well, it's my right and things like that. But, you know, right. play the game, right? And um, even some cities that weren't, open to it in the past have kind of loosened restrictions and they've, you know, mm -hmm. they've said it's, it's law. Now you can do it. Look into those things. Um, you know, there's, then there's an, other animals, rabbits. Rabbits probably, are probably the best bet. If good you're idea. really in a small situation. Right. And it comes back to noise. I think that's probably why in smaller areas, more when you're more on top of each other, that's mm -hmm. probably why, right. Rabbits don't make noise. So not a, lot, no. not a lot. I mean, I don't think it's going to be something that's going to wake up the neighbors, right? Well, they pound their cage. If yeah. you keep them in a cage, which, mm -hmm. which most people do, yeah, they they will tap the cage, but might be easier, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're in a more confined area, I don't, I don't know, I don't can't think of. I mean, what else would people have? I mean, they're not going to have quail. Probably goats. Yeah, quail. Quail could be. would be another alternative. Mm -hmm. Because they're small, they're quiet. I don't think they're considered um, livestock mm -hmm. like uh, like goats would be considered livestock or mm -hmm. um, poultry. Any you know, any sort of bird, yeah, would be considered uh, fall into that. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just talking about this. It's not just the type of animal. It's not just the ordinances. You've got to think about too. You need space. For those animals, um, you know, they, they need room to roam. You need space for feed, water, and so on. So, you know, those are some things to think about, too. But then... But then I, I want to interject something, too, because if you're looking at the fact that you want to start homesteading and you have a small yard, I, I just want to interject this really quick that, you know... The gardener in me is screaming up and down, grow something. So, you know, get some seeds, grow things, put them in a pot if you can. Um, But the mom, the mother in me is also saying, make sure you divvy out your space. So especially if you have children, you want balance in in your family life. So if your kids are used to playing in the backyard, let them, by all means, please let them play in the backyard, you know, but have just a small area for yourself where you can start maybe growing some things in your backyard. If you can't do that, then look to see if in your city there are, you know, you know, shared garden spaces that you can participate in or something like that. The other thing I just want to interject just really quick is in answering that question is start trying to buy your food from farms. Because once you do get into, when you get really into the thick of homesteading, 
you know, we're not going to be able to produce everything on our homestead. For example, our homestead, we can't produce fruit right now. Our trees are not, they're not mature enough to bear fruit. So we buy like our apples, our peaches, our oranges. We buy them from local farms around here in our area that do have them. And so you want to start doing that because that will teach you how to deal with bulk food processing. That is, that's an essential key. That's an, that's not key, an essential skill to homesteading is knowing how to process bulk amounts of food. Because the deeper you get into homesteading, the more you're into growing things, you're going to realize that you're going to get bumper crops of things and you're going to need to know how to process that food when it comes in. And the sooner you learn how to do that, the better off you'll be when you are finally on your homestead. Very good. How about community gardens? You want to talk about that for a moment? Well, I think I just basically said that, but you know, a community garden or, you know, a shared garden, community gardens are fantastic. We did that when we were in downtown Phoenix and we were homesteading, we participated in community gardens because we just didn't have space to grow everything. And that really worked out well for us because it was able to harvest things like carrots. And and the nice thing about community gardens is you get to learn from other people who are doing the same thing. And that shared, that shared shoulder to shoulder knowledge, it, it, it goes so much deeper than a shared knowledge that you can get from somebody virtually. So you really want to try to, you know, maybe, maybe do something like that, a community garden. Yep. I know that was, that was good. I think it was a learning experience for us, but also for the other people we talked to. It was nice. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. So a second question, this was regarding a post that we did about fermented tomatoes. What can they be used for? Fermented tomatoes can be used for anything and everything under the sun. We absolutely love the taste of fermented tomatoes. You can use them in salsas. You can cut them up and eat them just as is. Um, Anything that you are going to use tomatoes in where it's a situation where it's more raw. So like a salad, salsa, um, anything like that. Um, That's where I would use fermented tomatoes. They are just. Oh, they're yummy, luscious. They're delicious. You guys have got to try it. And then uh, here's a question that we got from uh, Instagram. Emily from the Long Family Homestead asked, what do I use home canned carrots in? Again, this is one of those, um, since I'm answering these because I'm the cook in the family, um, I use home canned carrots I'm going to answer this by telling you the odd things that I put home canned carrots in. So it's no secret around here. We have a son who one of our kids does not like tomato based products, but if you put carrot 
in. So if I take my canned carrots and I blend, I put it in a blender and then I mix my tomato based product with it. Oh, he'll devour that. So I pretty much put home canned carrots in anything tomato based when it comes to a sauce. Um, you'll always find me doing that. I put that in, um, with just cooked vegetables, um, roast, anything like that. I will put them in. And it tastes good too. Yeah. And you know, it's good to be sneaky, right? With the kids. (laughs) Yes. So then here's a question that came off of uh, YouTube. Blue Moon asked, aren't you worried about mice eating your seeds? Mice uh, love seeds and oatmeal. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's a concern, especially like in our barn, for example, we've had some feed, some of the smaller things like the snacks and so on for the goats. We use metal cans for the big, um, you know, more of the the daily feed that we might, you know, integrate. Sometimes we use a sweet feed when she's in milk and so on, mm-hmm. buttercup. But um, some of those smaller things, the snacks and so on, we found got to keep them in something, maybe a, um, what do you call them, a plastic tote or something that's mm-hmm. at least good and sealed, good and easy to seal. Um, if you don't, you know, it's going to be a problem. They're going to smell it, especially... Like with the goats, the sweet feed and so on, they're going to love that kind of stuff. They're going to love the seeds, the oatmeals and things like that. Um, so you, you've got to really, you know, you might say, oh, I'm not going to spend $30 on a metal trash can or whatever. But I mean, it's worth it because you've got to keep that stuff sealed up. They will mm-hmm. find a way in. They will. And uh, I think she was, I'm assuming it's a she, but um, this person blue moon i think they were also asking in regards to um our pantry and that pantry tour was a year ago and i still get questions on that pantry tour our pantry has dramatically changed um since that video and um we don't have a a mice problem (laughs) I almost said a mouse problem. We don't have a problem with mice in our house, fortunately. Um, Hopefully we'll keep it that way. But um, we do store a lot of our grains, like our wheat, our oats, things like that. We store them in one or was it five gallon buckets? Um, five-gallon food-grade buckets in our pantry. Um, And pretty much everything that's in our pantry, we systematically take things out of their original packaging and we will put them in glass jars. So very little, there's a few things in our pantry that are in their original packaging which is like cardboard and maybe some plastic, but not for the most half. No, um, everything is usually pretty, pretty locked up. Yeah. So eliminating cardboard, that's one thing. Cause they love to eat that too. Right. So they do. And I don't know if a lot of people know that, but they do like to eat a lot of cardboard right now. We have a lot of cardboard in our pantry and that's because 
when we get around to it, we will be putting some, I don't know, what do you call those, like bars or um, wood in our pantry to prevent our our canned, our, our jars, our glass jars from breaking in the event that there's an earthquake. Because there has been earthquakes here in Southern Arizona. So we're not typically earthquake prone, but we're not completely out of the woods either. So it could happen here. Very, very unlikely, but it's possible. So we work really hard to put that food in glass jars. So we want to preserve it as long as we can. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. So that will wrap up our Q and a in season finale for season three. And, um, it's good to take a little bit of a break because mm-hmm. this time of year, it's good to kind of before we get back into the uh, planting season and so on, yes, take a little bit of a respite. So this is our chance to drop the mic. We will drop the mic for the next two weeks. So right now it is December. Well, by the time you guys are hearing this, this is December 16. 2022. So we will be back the first week of January, which that should be January 5th of 2023. 2023. Sounds weird. It always sounds weird. It always sounds weird. When you first say it, when you first write it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, so we're looking forward to that season four Mm -hmm. and we'll be getting into probably some longer form discussions we will be back to our normal format and we you guys we are really looking forward to this season because this season we're tackling some hard topics some some topics that are just topics that we know are forefront in you guys's minds for example how to prepare for job losses layoffs how to start a pantry you know how to budget for groceries. These are questions that we know a lot of you guys have because you're either already homesteading or you're thinking about homesteading. And we're just here trying to provide you with what little knowledge we've gained over over the past few years. And hopefully that will do you all some good. So we're ready to come back ripping and roaring on these hard topics next year. Sounds good. So in, as always, you know, remember, we appreciate when you visit our website, the two mm-hmm. um, visit our blog there and other articles. Um, also, uh, there's a link to our newsletter and that's on Substack. And so that gets delivered to your email. Instead of just going to the website, you can get it delivered right to your email. And then, of course, our YouTube channels. So, oh, and an Instagram too. So, um, those are some avenues that uh, we love getting these questions and so on. And we're glad that we can share a little bit of knowledge with you. So, from all of us here to all of you there, stay safe out there and happy homesteading. <laughs>